Welcome to Advancing Word with Dr. T.D. Stubblefield. In chapter 55 of Isaiah, verse 11, God tells the prophet, So will my word be which goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me void without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. Standing on this promise, T.D. Stubblefield Ministries is committed to sharing biblical principles with individuals, families, churches, communities, and our world, believing that only the Word of God can advance us in God's perfect plan for our lives, where we can experience liberating faith, lasting hope, and unconditional love in a relationship with the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Dr. T.D. Stubblefield with today's Advancing Word. We're looking at Luke chapter 2, verses 25 through 32. Let us begin reading. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now letteth thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. May God bless his word. This morning, I want to preach about the worth in waiting. I want to preach about the worth, W-O-R-T-H, in waiting. Waiting on God is the focus of this particular part of chapter 2 of the Gospel of Luke. There is worth in waiting. Some here today, even as I have announced this subject, you've been waiting for some time for your blessing. You've been praying about something. You've been talking to God about something. And it seems like the prayers have fallen on deaf ears. A lot of us have gotten in trouble because we quit waiting and start trying to work things out ourselves. Some of us in trouble today. We're in trouble in relationships. We're in trouble on our job. We're in trouble in our finances because we took off and we landed without clearance. I'm telling you, there's worth in waiting. Simeon was an aged and devout Jew who was among those who looked for the redemption in Jerusalem. This man whose name means hearing, his name means hearing, was righteous before men and reverent before God. It was no small matter that he was a witness to the sublime yet superb spectacle of God coming into this world in a new way. Simeon shows us that there is worth in waiting and that serving the Lord will pay off after a while. When our hopes are fulfilled, serving the Lord will pay off. 
And in this text, when his hopes are fulfilled, when his prayer is answered, when his dream come true, he launches into a prayer of praise, which the ancient church called the New Demetus, based on the two words in Latin of the first part of his prayer. Now let thy servant depart in peace. But when his prayer was answered, y'all know what it's like. When you've been praying through something and God answers your prayer, Simeon shows us There's worth in waiting. And so when I saw it in the text, I had to ask the text a question. Why is there for Simeon worth in waiting? What is it about this brother and and his, his response, his actions in this passage and in its context that would reveal to us in this particular culture, in this particular age, of instant gratification, what is it about him that would remind us that there is worth in waiting? When I asked the question of the text, a few things emerged, and I want to share them with you. Why Simeon was blessed in waiting. Why he learned that there was worth in waiting. First of all, the right point. And you might put in parentheses, those of you who are taking notes, the right point of time. Now, the gospel writer Luke is careful to annotate this passage with time. There's a very carefully drawn and detailed timeline. Simeon's calendar, he was blessed. He found worth in waiting because his calendar or his clock was synchronized with God's calendar. I'm not making it up. It's in the text. Luke, the historian, Luke is careful to give us historic chronological detail to let us know that this cured at a particular point at a particular time. Approximately 40 days after the birth of the child, Jesus, and 32 days after his circumcision, Joseph and Mary brought Jesus to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. There is, and I don't have time to appreciate it all, but there is in this text a fusion of three different Jewish rituals relating to the birth of a child. And Simeon met them there, for he had patiently waited. He had patiently waited, and he was not on his time, but he was on God's time. You'll find there's worth in waiting when you get on God's time. We can find worth in waiting when we learn to keep time like God keeps time. I just read recently in my discipline of reading through the Psalm, Psalm 94. It says, for a thousand years in thy sight, as yesterday when it is past, it is as a watch in the night. He was at the right point. He synchronized his time. With God's time, there's, there's some historical traditions that said that he was 113 years old. He'd been waiting a long time, but it was nothing compared to God's time. Oh, he was at the right point. But I want to say something else. He found worth in waiting because he was at the right place. Not just the right point, but the right place. See, we read this so quickly, we miss what is just implicit in the text. Had he been anywhere else, 
Simeon would have missed his blessing. He was where the blessing was. He was at the right place. And you know why he was at the right place? The text says he was driven by the Spirit of God. So often, our worship map is correct and our worship motives are corrupt. Even if I wasn't a pastor, I, I find somewhere to worship the Lord in spirit and truth because from Monday to Sunday, I need something. Anybody need something? I need something. All oh, the old hymn right ahead of right. I need thee every hour. I need thee. I need thee. And so your worship map's got to be correct, but your worship motives have to be correct. I woke up this morning with a mind stayed on Jesus. He was at the right place. He was at the right point, but also the right priority and purpose. The focus of Simeon's life was centered on waiting for the Messiah. He refers to him here as the consolation of Israel or the comfort of Israel. We miss it in translation, but the word translated waiting means to receive to oneself. It's a relational term to admit to one's presence, to have intercourse socially and fellowship with someone else. My brothers and sisters, while in recent days we have entertained and welcomed family and friends, and we have been welcomed and entertained by family and friends, I want you to know there's nothing that has more priority than welcoming Jesus into our hearts. Simeon found worth in waiting because he welcomed the consolation of Israel into his heart. You might say it this way, that it was his magnificent obsession. And for this reason, he found worth in all the years that he waited. I thought about him this morning, and he's not a lot different than David and Paul. Both of them found worth in waiting on their magnificent obsession. Can you hear David saying in Psalm 27 and 4, one thing, because they both learned how to reduce life to its lowest, not common denominator, but lowest compelling denominator. David said one thing, have you got to the one thing place yet? You can have the whole world, but just give me Jesus. One thing have I desired of the Lord. That will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. You got to understand him saying that before you can get to the place where you can appreciate him saying, For in the time of trouble. He shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle, he will hide me. He will set me up on a rock. Paul comes along with a similar focus 
In Philippians 2, 13 and 14, he says, Brethren, I count myself not to have apprehended, but when I look at my degrees, I'm paraphrasing here, when I look at my pedigrees, when I look at my standing and status in the tribe of Benjamin, when I look at my collegial relationships to the Sanhedrin, he said, one thing I do, one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind me, I press on, I press on toward the mark of the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. See, when you're not reduced it to the one thing, people will trip you up. Life will trip you up. Simeon saw something he'd been looking for for a long time, and it made it worth the waiting. So often we spend our time and our talents and our treasures on things that are best marginal and minor. Simeon was not concerned about success. He was concerned about significance. He understood, he would have understood what Jesus said a few years later when he said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you. Sometimes the worth in waiting is missed because we put our priorities on the wrong thing. C.S. Lewis said it this way. He says, if you aim at heaven, you'll get earth thrown in. But if you just aim at the earth, you'll miss earth and heaven. What are you aiming at today? Simeon aimed at the Lord because he had right priorities and a right purpose. There's a right person in this text. The most moving moment in this passage is when Simeon meets Joseph and Mary and the baby Jesus for the first time. And immediately we get the sense there's no small talk. There's no conversation. He's been waiting too long. He says, give me the baby. And he places the baby in his arms. My brothers and sisters, this was no time for detachment, disengagement, or distancing. And see, you can't have a distant relationship with the Lord. See, what it really means to be a child of God is to know in your heart that he holds you in his arms, but also to have the joy and benefit no matter what life gives you, to know that you hold him in your arms. Because if you hold him and if you hold on to him, he will take care. Won't he do it? He will take care of you. Yes, he will. The job may lay you off. The doctor may give you bad news. Your friend may lie on you. But if you hold him in your arms, he will take care of you. I'm holding on to God's unchanging hands. Anybody here holding Jesus in their arms? You see, it's not a matter 
of abstract conception. It's not a matter of denominational creed, but my relationship with Jesus is a personal relationship. He woke me up early this morning. He started me on my way. I can just see Simeon holding Jesus in his arms. The same Jesus that'll grow up one day. And John saw him coming and said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. And the same Jesus that got up in the midst of a stormy sea and said, Peace be still. I'm holding him in my arms and he's holding me in his arms. That same Jesus took a few loaves of bread and a few small fish and fed 5,000 men, not counting women and children. That same Jesus that died on Calvary, but when he got through dying, they put him in a borrowed tomb. But early on Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hand. That same Jesus that's a bridge over troubled water. I'm telling you why it's worth waiting because can't nobody, can't nobody do me like Jesus. Wait on the Lord. Be of good carriage and he shall strengthen that heart. If he don't move the mountain, he'll give you strength to climb on anyhow. Don't give up. Just hold on and he'll hold you. He'll hold you in the morning. He'll hold you at noon. He'll hold you at night. He'll hold you in sickness. He'll hold you in death. You have been listening to Advancing Word with Dr. T.D. Stubblefield. We pray that you have been encouraged with what your ears have heard and your hearts have felt. Explore our website at tdstubblefield.org for more information about us and to obtain resources provided by T.D. Stubblefield Ministries. Until next time, be blessed and remember to stop stressing and start stepping, advancing in faith, hope, and love by reading and applying the Word of God so you can stand on certain truth for uncertain times.